tradition for the other 400 fucking games I have that I haven't beat. So this is the... Um, the Blossom Podcast. This is the podcast, the weekly episodic podcast about Blossom. This week's episode was called 50 Minute Hour. It's episode four, or episode 10 of season four. Do you have We're any idea it. why it was called the 50 Minute Hour? I was when waiting I, for that to jump out at me and it didn't I googled me. 50 Minute Hour to find the episode and look up some stuff about it. Um, all I could find was some book, like a therapist made a book. It might be a therapy thing. Oh, that would make sense because I mean, the episode starts out, it's set in the year 2004, which yes, podcast listeners right now is 16, 17 years in the 17 past. 17 years ago. <laughs> uh, but this was 10 years in the future at the time that this episode was coming out. I saw 19 I, years in the future. I saw an episode this week of, uh, of Fresh Print where it fast forwards to Will being 71. Oh, that's great. And Carlton's 71 and they're just old men that still hate each other. No, no, no. This the was one? the one uh, where uh, his mom comes to town and she's like, you're going to move home and live with me forever. And then he fast forwards oh, to them yeah. living together and she's 90 and he's 70. That was funny. Not and, as funny as when Carlton and Will are both old men fighting in the in the hospital, though. But the thing is, that's funny about that is Will Smith is like in his 50s. Well, now. Now. And he's getting, he's approaching... He might era. be 60. But they didn't even try to be like, in the future, things will be different. Will's 70, and it just the aesthetic of the household is just straight 90s. It's just the same. They're still listening to, to Tribe Called Quest and Bush X. He's like, I'm going to go to the theater. Can I have $10 to see a movie? And she gives him a 10, and then he goes, can I have a dollar for Jujubes? And in the what? 90s, that was, that was low ball. Now, to go see a movie... It's twenty dollars to just get in the place. Yeah, popcorn is like eight bucks for popcorn, right? Yeah, you can get a combo. Well, that's a year ago. It was like that. Now, uh, going to the movie theater is like, what the fuck are you doing at this movie theater? We're closed. Don't you know there's a global pandemic that's killing? You people? can still go to the movies though, pretty much. Can you? Can you hear? In I most places, I don't know about here. Uh, post, I think November, the last time they did like a lockdown. Yeah. But you could go to the movies all summer. P- I, people were doing it. I was like, that's dumb. I wouldn't go. The only way I would go to a theater is if I was guaranteed to be... First of all, I would go to one of those private theaters that only has like 100 seats instead of like 300 seats. Yeah, and get like a hermetically sealed cylinder around yourself. Well, the thing about it is, is the uh, the ventilation systems in theaters are really good. So that's... I think that's, that's a, a way around it. But even without any of that, I would have to be guaranteed to be one of maximum 10 people in the theater. Maximum. Maximum. Like, that's, that's pushing it. Even that's pushing it. You know what I mean? Because their bubble, like, well, right now, the bubble for, like, outdoor gatherings is, like, five people. Yeah. And that's outdoors. Yeah, but also Ontario is very much like, everybody stay home unless you're hungry. Go on out and support yeah. local business. Want to hang out in a park? Don't do it. Want to do anything else? Go for it. Want to hang out at a park with five people or less? Go for it. I don't know. Six Who people? Knows? Fuck yourself. $800 ticket. Six, yeah, six people were sent in the police. Five uh, people, though, <laughs> you know. Uh, don't waste our time. Yeah, it's crazy out here in Ontario in a pandemic. It, 2004, Nick, uh, all he would have had to deal with was like, it's post 9-11. Yeah. Uh, airports are more of a hassle than they were yeah, three the years TSA ago. Yeah, the TSA exists. 
Um, it's kind of a crazy. So I also wanted a uh, just before we get into this episode, potentially next week for the listener remaining, we're going to talk about a format change. So this may be the last time we run down the episode in this way. If we just go, mm-hmm. if we just do this the same way next week, then forget I said this. But there's potential format change coming up. Also, today was uh, today is a palindrome as craig pointed it's out a palindrome, not reading. an anagram i guess it's, it's an anagram for also you're thinking same of tomorrow numbers. not today yeah the it uh-huh. is january 20th 2021 uh and joe cool. biden was uh his inauguration for presidency was today it's over it's fucking finally over. ending the donald trump presidency it's a very um, exciting time so this is a very exciting time to be alive. 2021 came in pretty rough with the insurrection. I don't know if we talked. We didn't talk about that last week. We, we? I don't think we really did. But I just want to say that like getting through the Trump presidency feels emotionally like finishing a really long run. You're like, holy shit. I pushed through it. We're fucking done. You know, like you I know, feel like just I like that. All we had to do was get through that four years, and we fucking did it. Like I see a parallel. A lot of people are dead. The very podcast we're listening to, equal death count uh, for Blossom Buddies is COVID nineteen. Uh, we've killed over four hundred thousand people to date, just like COVID. But yeah, I mean, we don't talk about that. Blossom um, Buddies very much feels like we've hit the we've hit the uh, wall a couple times, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, but once we finish yeah. this, it's going to be sort of a relief because now that we have this rapport mm-hmm. and we've we've come up with lots of ideas over the last year and a half, yeah, we're going to be able to open this podcast right up and talk about whatever the fuck we want. Maybe get some listeners up in here who yeah. want to hear about literally anything but Blossom. Seems like old hosts, new podcast. Old hosts. That's maybe that's just the fucking name of the podcast. Old hosts, new podcast. I'm yeah. writing that down. I Blossom mean, I'm high buddies. right now. Blossom Buddies um, presents. So I can't be a judge. Old host. That's a good name or not. Old host podcast. New. Where we talk about podcast. Fresh Prince. So by the time <laughs> we come up with a new podcast, I'm just going to look through this entire book for things I've scribbled in the margin. Oh, Some things will jump out, and then yeah, we'll end up doing a, a six-year, six-season podcast of, of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. There's got to be a Fresh Prince of Bel Air podcast. There must be. That's why we're the only Blossom podcast is because like no one gives a shit and you get four listeners. I was really hoping, really just praying Peacock, the NBC premium streaming service would have it. could happen. The Muppet Show Show is coming to Disney Plus. That's pretty exciting. I'll probably watch it. It's fucking good. I downloaded it a while ago. Yeah, basically. It's interesting to see the parallels. Uh, Like they say, you know, that 30 Rock is basically the Muppet Show. Um, it's interesting seeing those parallels. And then they tried to make that new Muppet show that was just The Office, but yeah, it wasn't good. But like in the Thirty Rock sort of way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this wait, is... we are talking about Blossom, right? Shit, this we were like just of... a minute before we talk about Blossom, and then it's been <laughs> the fifteen minute minutes. <laughs> um. So basically, like you said, it's it opens up with Nick uh, in therapy in the year of our Lord twenty four. 20, 2004 yeah. it's 10 years after this all of this happened and the episode is basically about nick thinking like all of his kids are gone off to college and doing whatever and basically nick is reminiscing about what it was like in a time when all of his kids needed them all on the same day yeah 
basically. You can and kind of boil it down to that. So the episode, I mean, the episode itself is set in the present, but it's set up like a bunch of flashbacks. Yeah. Um, so, so we cut back. So the first cut back is to, so like Blossom uh, is excited to have written her SATs and she's excited to pick a college based on her academic scores. And Joey's all like, who cares? I'm, uh, I got 450 on my SATs, which is real fucking low, by the way. The trope happens in this episode that happens in a lot of sitcoms where they always give some arbitrary number and it's like, you get that this amount of points for just signing your name. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's always 400. It feels like it's a different number every time. I don't know if they, the SAT Probably. is consistent for all of the United States. But the SAT, the thing is the S, Jason, stands for standardized. So I bet it's supposed it is the same in reality for the whole United States. Whether TV standardizes it or not. Because I bet you don't get any points for signing your name. You don't sign your name, you're not you getting a score. You definitely don't get points for signing your name. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I think that's just a but the joke is made, made up so for often. sitcoms. Yeah. yeah. Every 90s sitcom had a, had a SAT joke. That Alf, actually went, Alf for oh, sure I, had that, oh, that my joke. SATs, I probably failed. And then the person's like, you get 400 points. I wonder if shows, down. do you think shows, like say, like uh, TV networks, do you think they're like, oh, we own this fucking this fucking joke? We're putting this SAT joke in Alf. We're putting it in Blossom. We're putting it in Friends. We're putting it in Seinfeld. We're I think putting it's it in, in Fresh Cheers. Prince. I think it's in Fresh Probably. Prince. As oh well. yeah, for sure. But they are where I'm at in Fresh Prince. Show. They're just studying for the SATs era. They're just at the end of high school. Anyhow, uh, anyhow, I'm gonna derail this episode a bunch because you uh, smoked weed. I'm drinking smoked weed. weed. I'm having a, a much better time than if I wasn't smoking weed. What are you uh, drinking, speaking of beer? Looks like you're drinking a whole bottle of wine. It is not. It's uh, a stout. It's from okay. uh, Bandit Brewery at 2125 Dundas Street West in Toronto. They do uh, occasionally free delivery up here to New Market, so I've got a bunch of their beer, and it's all fucking delicious. So if you're looking for beer in Toronto and you you don't want to go to the beer store, but you don't want to pay expensive bottle shops because I know a lot of bars are doing that. Bandit Brewery. You can get it slightly cheaper than a bottle shop. I'm drinking Headstock. Uh, it's my favorite beer. It's Nickelbrook. They're in Toronto. Drink it. Uh, Nickelbrook is in Burlington, my friend. I mean, you can get it in Toronto. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a Toronto beer, but yes, there you are in Burlington. Uh, I did want to point out that Joey says that he's going to be a famous baseball star and uh, he'll have two cheerleaders in butt thongs oiling his mitt. Yeah, not just any thongs. Butt thongs. thongs. He also messes up Albert Einstein and calls him Albert Edison in this scene. Yep, yep, that was great. When he's getting roasted for being an idiot. Yeah, she's trying to call Blossom Albert Einstein but calls him Albert Edison. And in the Her. most flagrant display of uh, foreshadowing, Joey is so sure that he's going to be a famous baseball star. Mm-hmm. He's Which like, I don't who get, he's like, who gives a flying shit if my SATs are low? We get a twist and then we get a right at the end of the episode, we get an M. Night Shyamalan twist. We get an so, untwist. Yeah. So we spoiled the whole episode. Uh, Vinny comes in, he's <laughs> sucking on, <laughs> sucking on Nick's on penis. Yeah. He's, he's all like, that's a nice ass. fucking cardigan, Nick um that's yeah that's when he does the but, sat name trope yeah so he's worried about his sats he's like i don't know what the fuck school i'm not gonna be able to go to stanford or harvard blossom and she's like whatever i'll love you no matter what you do whatever school i go to we'll find there's plenty of good community colleges and trade schools 
which is like she's really um uh patronizing him uh yeah just just like because she's so <laughs> sure that she's the smart one speaking of foreshadowing to she's be, gonna yes. be the smart one to go to stanford and joe or Vinny is gonna go to a trade school and feel shitty about himself to be it. fair Vinny is from around the wrong side of the tracks so what oh, else so are he we fits to the believe? stereotypes yeah he's a he's a grease monkey mm-hmm. and his a good greaser. friend is a his good friend is a pedophile <laughs> his good friend for some reason we never explored that why is he hanging out with yeah anyway exactly if you if you're su- for some reason just tuning into this, this is your first episode a few weeks back if you're just doing swimmer us. was on a very special two-parter where he played a pedophile poorly uh, and i don't mean he played like he couldn't play a pedophile no, he, was he didn't play a person playing a pedophile he, he didn't play, play a person. person very well he played somebody living in la <laughs> with a really bad italian new york he, he played somebody living inside robert de niro it was bad it was, it was oh. next level bad like they, they were like pretend that Robert De Niro is a giant mech warrior and that you are controlling him from a tiny control room inside it. Right. And that's the best estimation that he could come up with. I want that anime. <laughs> Marijuana, folks. De Niro Kun. Say things. Roberto De Niro Kun. That'll be our next podcast somehow. That's our new podcast. <laughs> Oh my god! So this episode actually had a couple writers too. So I two think writers. there might have been too many. It was uh, Josh too Goldstein and Jonathan Prince. I'm not going to go into what they did because who fucking cares? But uh, I, I that's this does have one of those too many cooks in the kitchen kind of feels because of all because it is a very basic premise that Nick is reminiscing about you know his past life. But I just like, have to point out if I can for a second. I went to IMDb because I was going to look the writers up because I do care. And then featured today is Child child Stars Then and Now. Elizabeth Shue looks exactly the same except her hair is longer. I saw somebody on Twitter say, you know, forget the DCEU, forget the MCU. I want the Elizabeth Shue-niverse. Seriously? Yeah. Elizabeth Shue's fucking awesome. I know it's a joke. Breakfast Club. Uh, She's not in that. But she was, speaking of the MCU, she was in Adventures in Babysitting where that uh, auto mechanic... The kid thought he was he was Thor, and then because she was obsessed with Thor. Did you see the original Adventures in Babysitting? Yeah, when I was a kid. So the youngest kid that's being babysat is obsessed with Thor, who there's no movies about. Oh, Elizabeth Shue, my bad. From she's in uh, Karate Kid. She's also in. The, oh yeah, she's uh, the, uh, boys. the girlfriend in uh, Karate Kid, and she was. She was Marty McFly's girlfriend in the first Back to the Future, but right. not the second and third one. Yeah, uh, she's also the she's also the leader of the corporation in The Boys. I've watched one episode of that. I, I like Elizabeth Shue is uh, basically what I'm getting at. The Elizabeth Shue universe, Back to the Future one, and The Boys, and Adventures yeah. in Babysitting, and not The Breakfast Club. That was Molly Ringwald. That was Molly Ringwald, and no, Ali I was Sh- who Ali Sheedy. Sheedy. I get Elizabeth yeah. Shue and Ali Sheedy mixed up because I, you know, I was yeah. zero years old in 1985. That's true. It's taking me this long to get to the writers. So who then, no one else does care about. I just wanted to say I cared about. Them. Oh, one of them does have an IMDb picture. Yep, I did notice that. Jonathan uh, something price Prince. Writers don't have pictures often, but I've. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a lot under his belt. He did. Oh, he wrote for two hundred and sixty episodes of Murphy Brown. 
and 171 episodes of LA Law. He's got some fucking shit. He wrote Fear. Uh, oh, no, wait. This is actor. Fuck. He acted. The writer of this episode acted in 260 episodes of Murphy Brown. No, wait. Wait. I'm misreading IMDb. He was Who in one fuck episode is he? of Murphy Brown, a show that had 260 episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't, don't recognize this guy. Yeah. Don't uh, get high and recite statistics. Supply. Yeah. No, this is this is actually great. This is the most chaotic uh, Blossom Buddies episode we've had in a while. I'm fine with it because uh, who, who cares? We got four listeners. It's true, and those four listeners stick by us to see what's going to happen next. Look, if you're in the if you're sticking to the Blossom Buddies universe, you know that we started off real strong with nine listeners, and over the last over the pandemic, we successfully lost about half of them. Um, and we stopped posting to social media basically because nobody looks at us on there. We're just, like I said, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I stopped, I stopped posting Instagram. The Instagrams were pretty good and I enjoyed them, but then I had a kid and I was like, I'm not taking enough notes of the funny things we say to turn into Instagram posts. I well, just, I didn't have time. I was like, let's get through this fucking thing. I would probably uh, explained go it before. I would have... I would listen to our podcast every Tuesday because in the before times it used mm. to be a Tuesday show. Now it's a Thursday show, but I used to listen to the podcast. It would come out. You drop it four o'clock winding down at work. I would put it on and I'd take little notes of funny things we'd say. Then I turn, take spark spark post, turn it around. Boom. Make some nice little Instagram posts. Maybe put a picture or two up. As soon as the, as soon as the pandemic started, I stopped listening to podcasts pretty much yeah. all together i had no commute i had i like when i'm working from home like i can listen to music i can you know do all these other things um and you basically you don't have time for podcasts yep Ugh, no time for podcasts um... so Yep, yeah, this is the exciting part of the podcast when neither of us have anything to say. The, yeah, we're just reminiscing. Uh, so anyway, back to the show. Tony comes in and Blossom and Vinny are kissing and he's like, you two are always kissing. And then we go... <laughs> <laughs> and Tony goes right into the living room. He's like, don't be embarrassed. Just passing through. And yeah, goes, to, he goes right to, to the living, living room. room. He asks uh, Nick about uh, his mom's engagement ring or family ring, it's yep. called. Whatever a family ring is. Does your family have a ring? No. No, yeah, I, I don't, don't have that's a family, a family ring. That's a thing things. for t- television families. For television families. And movies. So we find out that... Um, oh, he's going to propose. He's going to propose. And he had already... But we also find out he had proposed six months ago. Which I don't... Was that uh, an episode? Uh, I feel like I would remember that. I, I mean, there was that one episode where every scene with Rhonda and Nick, they were just parked at like Lookout Peak um where they like kind of like broke up it was like because he told her that she he made up with what's her name the annoying woman in the ambulance yeah she got mad but then she made out with some dude while she was in france or wherever she was visiting did he throw away say why don't we get married because i I don't think so i think it might have just been a casual like the whole episode's not about this but he was just like he threw it out there and she okay. was like, let's let's not jump the gun kind of thing. And they left it up in the air. Well, that's that's assuming that happened then. But mm-hmm. uh, Nick, uh, Nick is like, well, no, I uh, I don't have their family ring because yeah. you're, I love your, your mom, mom. But the, the slut sold it. Pond it. Pond it. Uh, I was like, whoa, dude. Pushing it. Called her a slut. 
It was just like, listen, nobody loved your mom as much. Uh, nobody loved any woman as much as I loved your mom. As much so, as I say shitty things about her. Oh, but the slut pondered ring. Yeah. So I thought that that was a little bit over the top for Nick to say, the, even though... I liked it for being over the top. But at the same time, I was like, that's a little over the top. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that, that they pushed boundaries. So six, yeah, six comes in, calls Nick Nick. I don't know why they made a big deal out of that. She goes, hi, Nick. He goes, had Nick. 12 seconds to film. Mr. Russo. Uh, and basically this, the crux of the scene is Joey's like, Hey six, you got to drop me off a baseball practice. Can you drop me off a, you know, a block away? So nobody sees you. Yeah. And she's excited to do it. She's she's like, like, yeah, I don't want anyone to assume we're together. And she's like, yeah, great. This is a giant return to the early season trope, early season three trope that she was horny for Joey. We haven't seen this quite some time. Six has had her own problems for a couple episodes. And then. Um, yeah, I don't know. Six and they Joey never talked about paths. it again. Yeah. Six's drug abuse problem probably fucking killed itself. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, so hopefully she doesn't date any more uh, pedophiles as well. Yes, I'm sure they're not gonna. Yeah, I'm sure that's not gonna happen. Also, sure there's, there's no part... more pedophiles from here on out, Jason. There's a part during one of these uh, flashed forwards to 2004 scenes where he's like. Tony needs me for this reason, and Blossom needs me, and he doesn't bring up Buzz. So I'm thinking... I think Buzz is done. We're not going to even get the what I thought would happen, where we get a Buzz Dies episode. There's I no think Buzz up. is just written off the show. Yeah. So in our in very like, Into Buzz nothingness. Kill, he's just dissolved. There's no explanation. Well, I guess he got married, right? Well, let's do a very final Buzz kill. Um, I would have... Oh, I didn't didn't pre-plan. Do you have something in mind? Do you want to go first? Yeah, so I watched the movie The Color Out of Space recently, where mm-hmm. this color comes from space, and basically when it touches you... It's pink, uh, right? It's pink. It's like this really fluorescent, really off-putting pink, and it sort of brings like another dimension with it, but uh, at one point, the mother and one and the, the young son get morphed into one another in a horrible body horror nightmare. Also, four alpacas get morphed together into a body horror nightmare. I would have Buzz uh, get blasted with the ray and get body horror nightmared uh, together with a piano and then he could play himself to death. Also, then he explodes into right. gore. Just the bloodiest gore. Just viscera. Viscera and sinew and, <laughs> and horrible gore. Sinew. I would, and bear in mind that I've only had about 15 seconds to come up with this, and it's apropos (laughs) of nothing, but I would grab, with all 10 of my fingers, I would grab his lips and his cheeks and just, like, peel his skin off of him uh, by ripping away from the mouth. Because that's just like like a a predator, Like a predator face? Sort of, except I'm peeling his whole skin off. And then I would, uh, presuming he's still alive once I get all his his flesh off of his bones, I would scrape any remaining. Okay, like I'm assuming there's there's still going to be mus- muscles and like fat and stuff attached to his bones. So I'm going <laughs> to scrape that off with my fingernails until he's just a skeleton with some internal organs. And presuming he's able to breathe and keep a heartbeat. Uh, I would then light the remains on fire. Okay, I got I got one more. Okay, <laughs> I would give Buzz the Vikings television show 
uh, torture murder known as the Blood Eagle. Do you know what the Blood Eagle is? I don't. I haven't watched Vikings. I've seen so the, first the Blood episode. Eagle is a you take a living man and you split his back open mm-hmm. through his rib cage and you you open his skin flaps on his back and then you pull his lungs out through the back of his skeleton and put the put his lungs outside of his body while so you cut right through the ribs on his back yeah so in the final ultimate uh the final ultimate buzzkill he actually dies a very slow death while his lungs are outside of his body this is almost like a surgical procedure because you don't want to puncture the lungs no you want him to you want him to uh feel it oof I mean, pretty... do you know, uh, I know like uh, Vikings is set like 2,000, 3,000 years ago, whatever it is. So they probably didn't have the science to really understand what it was that killed someone in that instance. But do you have any idea? Like, is it just uh, bleeding out? Probably bleeding out. Probably your lungs aren't supposed to be exposed to air, like outside of your body. Yeah, but it's like, it's not quite like drowning outside of water. You because probably like, would I think your lungs rely on uh, you. They rely on the pressure. Yeah, your diaphragm. If your lungs are hanging out your back, your diaphragm's not working. That's for damn sure. I know it's that be real if hard you're, to breathe if you don't. I know that if muscles. you get blood in your lungs, pretty much at all, it's your game over. Yeah, it's but if they are with. surgical about it and can remove your lungs through the back of your rib cage without puncturing, well, the, the particular lungs, bloody bull I saw on vikings the television show he hacked him up he hacked into his back he hacked so probably wasn't surgical he hacked and they don't show it it you know it's on the history channel so it's not like super (laughs) graphic but you get the gist he didn't the guy didn't live very long but i'm sure in this instance buzz dies immediately i would i would leave buzz in a water tower, make him think that it's a prank, a la uh, the janitor and JD on Scrubs. But I would actually just leave him there to die. That was a, that was a cruel prank that the janitor played on on JD. That yeah. time he dumped him in a water tower for a day. That's some fucked up. Them, he could have drowned. Some of them are pretty messed up. Yeah. Anyway, that's another NBC show. For so that was a dark turn. Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, no, Buzzkill. We had to get NBC. one more Buzzkill. It was NBC, but it turned into ABC. It turned into ABC for the last And it's an ABC studio show all the way through. Yeah, which is funny because it was pitched to ABC and the ABC shot the pilot. So they, I guess, owned the filming rights. But then they they were like, we don't want this fucking show. And NBC wanted it. They put the same ABC studios, uh, like whatever, bumper before Lost as well. So Lost was ABC, wasn't it? It was, but what I'm saying is, I think when they put it on social on uh, streaming services, they just put that same bumper in mm. front of all the ABC shows. So I guess if they own it, they fucking own it. Yeah, so, we are not getting through this episode very quickly. No, let's let's just uh, skip a let's skip a bunch. Let's uh, <laughs> skip a bit. So then, so we anyway, we're back to in the Blossom kitchen. deciding schools. No, hold, oh, hold up. Yeah. So this was after. So we left off at uh, Joey and right, six, yeah. six taking this her. This is where Rhonda comes in. Yeah, we're in the kitchen. Rhonda's still, or Blossom's still deciding on what schools to go to. Do I go to Stanford pre-law and then something, whatever the fuck, I don't care, Blossom, you stupid fuck. 
<laughs> Rhonda comes in. She's Rhonda, all hating possibly herself. the most attractive woman on television in the 90s comes in saying, oh, she clearly just came from a, an aerobics session. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm the ugliest woman at my aerobics class. To which Tony, not helping the situation, says, no. oh, I got to go to that class. She's like, oh, I'm a cow. I'm fat. And Blossom says, no, you look great. And and Tony's like, I just said you look great. And she's like, yeah, you just said I look great. Blossom's you not trying to fuck me. Blossom's not trying to put it in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, and Tony's like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to do it, but that's not why I said it. And Rhonda's like, I look fat. and that, So she has some real self-esteem issues, clearly. Rhonda's not like a real person. If this no, person she's existed not. in real life, uh, you'd be like, are you okay? Constantly, too. I- and then Tony sits her down and says, I got to talk to you about something big, which Rhonda replies, oh, you're going to get a nose job. Yeah, which I thought was funny because she was like, well, you said something big. And he's like, oh, you just get, you go right to the nose. Like, I mean, you, you have a beak. Michael Stoyanov. Uh, he's got a beak and uh, they milked that beak for like a minute and a half just talking about whether she thinks his nose is fine or whether he thinks his nose is fine. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, no. And then six rushes in because apparently I know that cell phones weren't a thing yet, but there were pay phones rather than just call the Russo residents to say, Joey's been hurt at the baseball game. He's in the hospital. She drives over there and busts in at this exact this incredible, moment. This incredible cliffhanger before an ad break though. Cause she busts in. She's like, eh. <laughs> Joey's, in, yep. <laughs> Joey's in the hospital we gotta get over there fast yeah and if she had called on the phone uh, I don't know fuck it was stupid fuck this episode so, fuck yeah, all the episodes we're, we're in the hospital Joey's in the hospital the doctor's like uh, he tells Nick you know your boy may never play baseball again yep. in fact he's never gonna play baseball again yeah uh, he tore a ligament the jo- the doctor was played by uh we also find out in the next scene that Joey was actually delivered by the average white band. Yep. Instead of in a hospital. In a van. This is Joey's first time in a hospital. The uh the doctor was played by William Bummiller, uh who I thought was gonna be somebody but but totally is not anybody. Also, there was a nurse who was like the hottest nurse I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my god, who comes in to give his his sponge bath? And she's only been in trash. You know why she's in there? She's in there to prove that Rhonda could look better. Also, I think that this is a, uh, in this flashback by Nick, he's made up most of it. And she's proof, kind of like Inception with the spinning top. She's Her being so hot is proof that Nick is making up most of this memory. But also, in Nick's memory, how did he know about Tony and Rhonda's whole side story? Because there's a scene coming up where they're together by themselves. How did Nick know that to tell that to the the, the psychiatrist? Um, there's some holes in this plot. There's some holes in the story. There's also holes in you saying that Laura Haring, who played the nurse, has been in nothing. She was the main character in Mulholland Drive, possibly David Lynch's best film. Oh. And then nothing. Punisher. Okay, well... It also says she was in one of just, the dumb, just, one of the I, bad Punisher movies. So he's in the Punisher. I just want you to acknowledge uh, Mulholland Drive. Okay, I'll probably watch it for my film review. Oh, you, you haven't seen Lynch. Mulholland Drive? Yeah, no, that's why how? I'm doing this film. Because every time oh, I say man. I haven't seen that, somebody goes, "Oh, you've seen that?" Well, yeah, you know what? I watched television growing up. I, I didn't love watch it. Movies. 
I'm trying to watch I love movies it, now. Because you're this, uh, you're like this anomaly. You're perfect for these movie reviews because you can go and watch Mulholland Drive with fresh eyes. Exactly. In 2021. I'm, watching, I'm, I'm on chapter four of Inglorious Bastards, and I've never seen it, and it's fucking one of the best movies I've ever it seen. It's so good. Have you and seen? It's a I think that was movie right before he. It's like his last. Good one. Good one. Django was uh, like middling, good, but he just wanted good, to like... make a movie where the N word is said a maximum amount of times. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen like... anything since uh, Django. There's what? Magnificent Seven? Hangful, ha- hateful, hateful Eight? Hateful Eight. Uh, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the newest one. About this is that, is that Tarantino? That's Tarantino. Okay. If I got the title right. So Yes, that's the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, so that's when we find out that he was born in a van. Um, like you just said. By the average white band. Uh, delivered by the average white band. Oh, what I uh, drug watch by drug the way. Drug watch, Daravon, uh, Daravan, and Percocet. Oh, you wrote them nice. Yeah, so Tony or Joey's like, I don't know what they're giving me. There's like a green one and a brown one. And and yeah, Nick's like, oh, Percocet and whatever Tony. else Jason just said. Tony, yeah. So like Tony knows his drugs, and Rhonda's like, Oh, you know that from being a paramedic? And I like, didn't write down his response, but <laughs> no. Obviously. I, think, I don't even think he tries to hide it. <laughs> maybe he does um, so I think, I think he was very sarcastically like yes yes i uh you couldn't could you be more obvious he was basically turning into chandler. chandler bing bing uh, better bing it don't google it chandler bing it yeah uh so the nurse comes in um <laughs> and the reason i pointed this out is because she says uh okay jose which mm-hmm. putting Jose on things was a very nineties things. I know it's no way Jose, but I remember people saying, "Okay, Jose." She and I had thought about no way Jose. Okay, okay, Jose. Like was Blossom uh, as an entity of a show trying to make okay Jose a thing? Maybe and trying to make Jose in general a bigger thing than it was. Okay, okay, Jose. I think I used to say okay, Jose, as a kid too. Really, I said it no might have way, been based Jose. on this. Also, side note: watching Fresh Prince, I realized I, I like idolized that show way harder than Blossom, and like yeah. formed my thoughts and ideas around plot. Like I'm having these crazy flashbacks to like being ten years old. Yeah, I mean, like Eating I remember, I, I remember distinctly uh talking like will smith and wanting to be him when i was yeah for sure i totally emulated him as i had this uh fluorescent green like severely fluorescent green uh baseball cap that i wore backwards and or sideways on any given day and i use words like dissing and yo what's up uh the kids today use bet like instead of saying you better bet on it you can bet on that. They they, they still bet. say bet. Well, they say, they started saying it recently. I noticed Will Smith used to say it on. Oh yeah, that's old school. Program. That's totally nineties hip hop slang. Bet and uh, yeah, bet and uh, shoot the gift, which I'm not a hundred percent sure the etymology of that phrase. Don't shoot a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Because when I shoot the gift, I shoot to kill. Word to your moms. I came, I to, came drop to drop bombs. bombs. I got, I got more rhymes, rhymes than, than your papa's got, got psalms. Okay, so Nick and Joey are now alone in the room. Uh, Nick is basically like, hey, 
you're not going to play baseball anymore. Joey's like, yeah, the doctor told me. And they have, Christ, a, they have, a, they good, have a very good cry moment. It's an emotional um, moment. Uh, except like Joey is such a clown of a character that like, I don't give a shit. And I don't also, have any uh, empathy I, for him. I really not wanted really. to to take in the moment where Tony or Nick is like, Joey, there's other things you're going to be able to do in life. And, and, and Joey says, like, what, Dad? And starts crying and very much in a, mm-hmm. why don't he want me, man? But like, not even grasp, close. but not even close. A grasp. He was reaching for that, for sure. Yeah. And this uh, is pre, I think this is pre, why don't he want me, man? For, yeah, yeah. It was pre. Because I think uh, I'm at the same point in Fresh Prince that they're like a in, season or two later. It's a year or two after this. <clears throat> yeah. I think I'm parallel see, like show seasons right now oh, yeah. with where we are in Blossom, where I am in Fresh Prince. 93 um, which is another weird thing because they nick says very distinctly that his, this therapist meeting is 10 years in the future but the air date of this is still in 93 so yeah fucking is it canonically 1994 it in the blossom there's nothing right canonical about this i was thinking about that every time we was talking to the the therapist in the future i'm like these writers are painting themselves right into a corner because they're like, different every fucking two weeks. So how can they have any, any canonical stuff going on? How? Yeah. But uh, anyway. we, I mean, we find out through the therapy that by 2004, Hey, guess what? Blossom gets into Stanford by going to a community college for a year and then transferring in. And uh, Joey ends up playing for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's fine. We never, for the rest of the Blossom, have to worry about Joey's future because we know he just becomes the second baseman for the Phillies. That's true, but you you just skipped over like so much of the episode. I know, but I'm just like I just I I didn't like the vessel for the episode being Nick just talking in the future. Like it's it would have been better if it was towards the end of the show, and they were kind of. Like, I always thought this episode was towards the end of the show. I just like, like, I know remembering it. I mean, maybe in season four when it was on the air, they didn't think they were getting a fifth season, so they were kind of trying to like just wrap up everyone's storylines like with their happily ever afters. Um, well, we move on. There's a season and a half left. I'm like, this. Thanks, you spoiled the end of Blossom, <laughs> Joey, and Tony's lives for me. Well, we move we move on to Vinny coming in. It turns out he aced the SATs and Blossom he got, like, did not. Uh, we don't know what he, Blossom got. Uh, yeah, they do the old, the old, you know, when there's like money involved and they yeah, slide a piece of paper yeah, and exactly. you don't actually see the amount of money. They did presumably the she did like, better than Joey. Yeah, but she probably got like an eight hundred, which is like super low ball for Blossom because she's supposed to be like you know Lisa Simpson. Yeah. So then all the same tropes come right back out, and Vinny says all the same things that Blossom said to her, just like, "Oh, I love you, no matter what you have in your SATs and what your future holds," and whatever whatever school i go to you'll find a trade school or a community college but of she course also, blossom's a shithead so she uh, acts uh she accuses that, Vinny of cheating yeah she accuses Vinny of cheating which and he's he does like not deny. okay you can believe that if you want but like i still got a bit i get better score on you and i definitely didn't cheat off you yeah that was the good burn when he was like if i did i didn't cheat off you but i don't i think he cheated because he let's call uh the guy playing Vinny a good actor He's very uh, pleased with himself. <laughs> yeah. He uh, does not deny it in the slightest, no. nor give me the impression that he's telling the truth about uh, not cheating. He's just so, like, well, if I did, and I'm not saying that I did, but if I, it's like uh, OJ Simpson's book, 
if I did it, but how I would have done is it like grayed out. I how think the I book's called if it. I did it, but if yeah is like grayed out on the cover. So it just says I did it basically. He did it. He cut that woman's head off. <laughs> Does uh, that happen? I don't remember. It was like 26 years ago. Her, her head was, yeah. You didn't watch the, OG, the, the guy who made uh American horror story. American Crime Ryan Story. He Murphy did two, Ryan Murphy. He did two seasons of the American People Crime Story. O. Simpson. The OJ Simpson one and the Versace one. I didn't watch the Versace one. I haven't I watched. watched the OJ one. I've watched like three episodes of whatever the first season of American Crime Story was, and I didn't OJ. care for it. It was uh, good. No, it was not OJ. OJ is not the first season of American Crime Story by a long shot. What is it? It's like season four or five. Like it, there have been a number of seasons of American Crime Story from the same. Yeah. From Ryan Murphy? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah. I was holding a beer, but I'm going to put it down. I don't think so. I think he just did the two. That he did the O.J. Simpson anniversary. No, there's more. Started in 2016, so there's at least four seasons. Uh, there's three seasons. Oh, the first one was people fucking O.J. Simpson. You're right. And season two is Versace, and I guess season three is going to be the impeachment of Donald Trump, it looks like. That'll be fucking awesome. Then American I don't know what Crime I was Story watching. Prob- was- no, American Crime Story probably has existed before. They're, they've probably made had shows that are called that. But I mean, specifically, the Ryan Murphy two seasons. The first one was Cuba Gooding Jr. playing O.J. Simpson in the fucking role of a lifetime. Cuba Gooding Jr. does not have a big enough head to play O.J. Simpson. No, he didn't look like him at all, but no, he I, I, he's a good actor, so I was He's a like, good actor, and honestly, O.J. Simpson's head is giant. Like, what are you going to do? Be well, he's a football and player. Just... Of course his head is giant. Yeah, that's true. He was funny in uh, the Naked but Men movies. He, uh, he, he, he nearly decapitated... Uh, what's her face? Kim Sullivan. Kim Smith? Nicole Brown. Nicole Brown Smith. Something Smith like Brown. Simpson. Yeah, Simpson. That's the one. <laughs> the same last name as her ex-husband. A coincidence. So back in 2004, so. Tony uh, Nick is talking. Uh, Tony and Rhonda. We go to Rhonda and Tony talking about how they want to. Tony's like, "Will you marry me? Fucking marry me." And Rhonda's like, you know how like sometimes you have cookies and you want them to be like cooked on the outside, but like gooey on the middle. But sometimes they're not; they're too gooey, and they're, they're not, not fully just baked. Cookie dough, and they're not fully baked. Well, that's what our relationship is, and I'm not fully baked. <laughs> and then there's jokes. Tony calls her half baked, and then yeah. Rhonda's like, "Oh yeah, but you're fully baked." Uh, which they didn't really wink at the camera as far as those stoner references could have inside no but basically the long and short of it is he wants to get married and he's ready for that commitment and she's like i'm not ready we're 25 this is stupid so the relationship's over which is like honestly not how it should go if a proposal is turned down 90 percent of the time but that's how it on television that's how it always goes yeah it always goes one person wants to get married so they they break up because of well, that's the thing. Coming back to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, have you gotten to the point yet where he proposes to Lisa? Lisa isn't even on the show yet. Okay, so you're you're behind where I am. Actually, no, um, that's not true. Lisa was on the show as a different character. That's true. <laughs> Neil Long was in was in an episode much earlier as a different character. They did but, that a few times. Queen Latifah is another notable one where she plays two complete. She plays the like 
leader of like a a, a media conglomerate, and right. then a season later, she plays a high school student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Will proposes to Lisa and then gets upset, like the relationship's over, and Lisa's because she says no, or she needs to think about it or whatever. And Will's just like, whatever. Like, I guess, like, what the fuck are we doing here? And Lisa's just like. Just because I like couldn't say yes to marrying you right now, like I didn't say let's break up. What the fuck? So she points out kind of the. Um, the I watched a Not the episode just the, the sitcoms being fucked like that. The episode I watched today was the one where he has this girlfriend who he's trying to bang, so he tricks her into believing that they got married. Has Jazz dressed up like a minister, and then I I, right right when he's like this close <laughs> jason's holding a finger into a hole made by his other hand uh he, right when he's this close he uh she's like i'm gonna give you my grandfather's watch and also i know that we're gonna live a long life together oh, you don't yeah, lie. and he's like i gotta go <laughs> yeah and then they never talked about it they got married though right yeah that episode was weird yeah, but it was jazz. It was just jazz oh, dressed right. up like a priest. Because right, there's right, that right, other right. scene too where he's going around. He's like he, to different women saying, "I've never known the pleasure of the flesh or whatever." Now let's go get some barbecue and get busy. Yeah, Raphael de la Ghetto, <laughs> the famous fucking, poet. Such a good show. Infinitely better than Blossom. <sighs> I want to bring back. Let's go get some barbecue and get busy. But cool, it's not do working. it. Go I'm tell trying. your wife. I'm trying. Gotten, I've been trying. Have another kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barbecue is not much of a thing when you're when you're vegan. Oh yeah, I mean, well, there's I mean, veggie sausages, but like barbecue is not a fucking thing. Like ribs, there's no vegan. There's no rib. ribs. There's no ribs. There's no pork roasts or pig kale. pig roasts or whatever those fucking thing. I, I've never done that anyway. Kale has like a hard part and like a less hard part, I guess. Kind of like ribs. Yeah, it's not the That's same. That's just a burn on kale because I fucking hate kale, and you probably have to eat a lot of kale. No, we hardly have kale. It's expensive for what it is. It's not worth it. Just eat it's some trash. fucking lettuce or spinach or, or arugula. Spinach is much better. Yeah, <laughs> as is arugula. No, I'm, you don't like arugula? I don't I like, like the flavor of arugula. You don't like the bitter one? You, do you not like asparagus either? I love asparagus. Huh. I don't like arugula, specifically arugula. It's too nutty. I like the nuttiness. It stands out. Yeah. It's not as your average leaf. Uh, so then we cut back to the hospital. Um, oh yeah. So there had been that scene with Joey about to get the sponge bath from the super hot nurse, but now we're back in the hospital and Blossom comes in and is all like, where's your nurse or how is the sponge bath or whatever. And, uh, Joey's like, she wanted to hang around afterwards. What a downer. <laughs> like as a wink to him, just being like, like not liking when women want to hang around after sex. Like did he, he get just a wants to like job from that hot nurse. Pump, pump him and dump him. In did he get a handjob from that no, hot nurse he, in he, Nick's flashback? He definitely explanation. Definitely did not in reality or in Nick's flashback. Why would not. why would Nick explain that to the, the therapist? The joke. The joke is not that he got a hand job, but that he's so inexperienced with women. Wait, has Joey ever had sex? Was there an episode where he no. did it? He's. I think he's a virgin still. So we just assume he's a virgin because in the first two two and a half seasons, like his whole thing is like I'm going to be a virgin forever. Uh, I just assumed he'd had sex by now because he's like 19. But he looked like he looked so different than he did even 10 episodes ago. That like you like he looks like an adult man now. Oh, he's just, a total babe. 
Yeah, he doesn't still look like a. He's probably gonna lose. There's gonna be the Joey loses her virginity episode very soon. I guess so. But like, so Joey's first idea of what he wants to do if he can't play baseball apparently is to just be John Travolta because yep. he's working on a list and he hands it to Blossom and Joey Hair Blossom's model. like, uh, Joey, there's already a John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> But she recommends hair model, and then he's like, "I want to." She recommends a bunch of stuff, and I thought this was interesting because there's the um, juxtaposition this scene of like Blossom helping her brother through this hard time versus Nick just kind of like hugging him. Blossom comes up with a bunch of fucking good ideas. They're both supporting Joey in different ways, and Joe Blossom's like, "You can be a hair model, you can be a coach, a lifeguard." Uh, a forest ranger and Joey's like yeah I could be a forest ranger at Jellystone National Park which is from Yogi Bear it's not a real place that's the joke that's and the she, joke the look on her face for that is fucking gold yeah she gives him this look like a, like a smile eyes wide open like I can't believe he just said that and I actually I chuckled at that because it was good there's been so many scenes where Blossom and Tony treat their brother uh, like an idiot that like subhuman that she is she is really honed the skill of reacting to of giving him the look like yeah. i can't no nobody thinks the way that you think joey i don't even think you're stupid acting. you might be joking joey might be joking all, all in all of these instances he could be he oh, could no. just have a very dry delivery yeah it could be you know <laughs> and no one gets could it be, you know theatrical irony is why he's funny well it is but he could know that he might have the Zach Morris power of breaking the fourth wall, but not literally talking to the audience, but saying things that the, the audience, audience will will find funny. Mm-hmm. Is my analysis of Joey's character. Also, after they've had this discussion, we find out that Six is just like sleeping in a chair in the corner and Blossom's all like, blah, blah, blah. And Joey's like, whatever. I like her hanging around, which is like, ooh, Six likes Joey, but like, maybe don't do Joey that to her. Six a little bit too. Don't do that yeah. to her. Don't do that to who? There, right before that uh, SpongeBob scene happens, too, she's like, "I'm gonna hang out," and they're like, "Well, you're not." She's oh like, yeah, I, I see Joey naked done. or anything. Six if I wanted to, to see watch Joey, Joey naked, if I wanted to see Joey naked, I would just climb up the you know east side of the house at 11:30 p.m. so I could watch him shower, which she's definitely done. Yeah, according to how specific she was, um, I don't think that Joey should give her any any of the attention he gives her because she takes it all and relishes it and treats I mean, it like they're in a relationship. Whether he should or not, we're not here to talk about whether he should. I mean, yes, we are, but we are. We're that's literally all we're here to do. But we also talk about what actually happens. Like I'm not gonna not say that that happened. That well, I didn't, I'm not gonna say that it didn't happen. What what the fuck? Your stoned brain is messing <laughs> with my Non get stoned brain. get stoned man i'm gonna get stoned after this podcast is over and I'm play right that Redemption online uh so let's just wrap this episode up basically all of that shit happens then we go back to the future nick says we have to go back uh i gotta go to a baseball game uh, you are yeah, taking my grand because you explained uh, it better He's like, whatever, I got I gotta go. And the doctor's like, you got five minutes left. And Nick's like, fuck you. I'm taking my granddaughter to her first baseball game. Yeah. And he's like, You like the Dodgers? And he's like, I used to, but not anymore, because my son's second base for the film. Boom. M. Night so Shyamalan like, twist. M. Night Shyamalan twist. Uh, the untwist. Maybe thought Joey's Tony, career maybe was maybe Tony became a baseball player. That's true. <laughs> or maybe Blossom. Maybe Blossom's the first uh... Maybe she's trans and become 
He's a baseball player. He's trans. Well, I don't know, and I might be wrong. I don't know if there's a rule that women can't play in the major league uh, baseball. I think the unwritten rule is that they're just not good enough. But they could play, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about anything to really be know anything about anything. Yeah, so I guess that's I kind a of podcast. podcast web awesome. Let's, yep. The best person to do a podcast is the person who doesn't know anything. Yeah, well, it's a learning experience for everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode. Um, what Find us was... on social media. We'll have some new social media when we come up with a new podcast idea. Yeah, Probably. we're also, like I said, we may shift formats um but oh, we'll definitely meantime, shift shift formats we've only got like 30 episodes left of blossom to talk about no i mean for the actual blossom oh like right mentioning last night yes but we'll uh keep listening we're gonna we're dedicated to the few people that still listen yeah. to complete blossom it'll live in the ether we're gonna go have while. a secret conversation that you guys can't hear I know that usually we have our meetings about the podcast during the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're not doing that now. No, but uh, in my opinion, nation, fuck this episode. It it a lot of these like last week's episode. The they they sound better uh, on paper and they sound better in my memory than they. I actually would do. kill Buzz a la Cannibal Holocaust and just like get a spike, a big staff in the ground, and mount him on that staff via his rectum i would i would kill buzz via the green mile and electrocute him with my mind no what's that fucking eli roth the green oh, uh, the green the one that was a tribute to cannibal to, Holocaust? yeah yeah yeah. but like i don't remember the comedically bad in its tribute have you seen cannibal holocaust the green also nightmare bad. i don't know the green look up eli roth and the word green and you